We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. A quick look at the ALE standings showing three teams that are good to great, two that are lousy and crap. And the Red Sox have allowed 18 runs in the first two games of a four-game series against a team in that second silo, and back they slide yet again. Another game behind Tampa Bay, another game behind New York, even behind the likes of Cleveland and Oakland, each of whom have now won 8 out of 10. A 10-4 loss to Toronto on Tuesday. We're talking about it now on Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Sox Podcast. And here's your host, Josh Lewis. Boy, I tell you, among Narnia's infinite well of possibilities, did anyone think the Sox would somehow be three and four at home this year against Toronto? Runs allowed to the 228 batting average, second fewest runs in baseball Blue Jays at Fenway. You ready for this? Seven, six, five, eight, six, eight, and ten. They also gave up a couple sixes and a ten on the road to these guys this year, too. The, the run totals fashioned by Toronto, their last several games not against the Red Sox. One, two, one, three, one. What? What is this? How is this a thing? It is a thing, and it's a problem, because if the narrative's going to be the Sox can't beat the elite, they can only beat the also-rans, they better actually beat the also-rans. They did not do that Tuesday night in Andrew Kashner's Red Sox debut. They got smoked 10-4, to and in fact, they are 10 in back of the Yankees again. Josh Lewin with you. This was uh, game number 95 of the year. And heading in, here's a little state of the Sox for you. I'll give you some good news. They had been 7-3 and three in their last 10, 17-9 in their last 26. And if you go all the way back to April 29th, how about 40-26 and 26 for 606 ball, which all sounds pretty good, right? The Red Sox lead the majors in batting average. That's, that's a true thing, 272. And in runs scored. They, they have homered. In 15 of their last 16 games now, 28 home runs total. They're the only American League team with five players with as many as 15 home runs. Bogarts is up to 21 now. Martinez, 19. Devers, 17. Chavis, 16. Vasquez, 15. And Mookie's got 13. Mitch Moreland, if he ever plays again, has got 13. So they're coming in hot. They've got a, a strikeout-happy pitching staff. Red Sox pitchers lead the majors in strikeouts and in strikeouts per nine innings. They've had, uh, let's see here, 55 10-strikeout games. That's four more than any other team. All of that gets you two games back for the second wild card. That's it. Tuesday night, uh, the Sox right away anyway went ahead on a Xander Bogart's home run up over the monster beyond the seats and into the street. Xander has now joined Ted Williams as the only Red Sox player ever to get one hit, one run batted in, one run scored in eight games in a row. 
Ted actually did that 11 games in a row in 1950. No major league player has done this, the eight games in a row thing, since Nolan Arenado in 2015, and he did that in zero gravity. It was one nothing Boston, but then it quickly got away. And, and, you know, one more good little note here. The Red Sox, at least, have started making a habit of ambushing opposing starters right out of the chute. And they're looking at at least one first-inning run, 12 of their last 15 games. They started the year not doing that at all, but at least now they're, they're getting leads early. They're just not holding them. Mookie would eventually get his 83rd run of the year in this game. It's 11 straight games with a run scored now. First Red Sox to do that since Kevin Euclid 13 years ago. It was a three-hit night for Mookie and a hitting streak now at eight games. He's hit 500 during this streak. His on-base percentage for the month of July is about 510. And even his outs are hard now. Mookie drilled a slider into the triangle, but it went for a long out. Uh, it was a three-hit night for Xander, but only three other hits total. The Jays ended up with 14, which brings us to Andrew Kashner. And no, you never do get a second chance to make a first impression. If the dandruff commercials of 25 years ago taught us anything, he was pitching for the first time in nine days. So maybe there was some rust and maybe some nerves pitching as a Red Sox now. Remember, this is a guy who's never played for a winning team, and this is his 11th year in the majors. He ended up going five innings, eight hits allowed, six runs, five earned, only two walks, but only two strikeouts, two home runs allowed. He hadn't allowed any in his previous five starts combined. Teoscar Hernandez had a three-run shot. Justin Smoke got him. Kashner at least looking pretty solid with that beard. He has not shaved since the end of uh, the 2016 season. And that was actually a, a very distinct look that he cultivated back in 2012 after the Cubs had traded him to San Diego. He was forced to shave that bad boy in July of 16 when the, the Padres dealt him to the Marlins. They had the no facial hair policy at that time under Mattingly. But anyway, now he's got the beard thing. He's kind of a country boy demeanor. His Orioles teammates had a dress like Kashner road trip when they all went to Texas to play the Rangers a month ago. And, uh, you know, mullets and cowboy hats, that's always a good look. Anyway, uh, this is a guy that was drafted 19th overall in 2008, ahead of guys like Garrett Cole and Lance Lynn. But he's 55 and 83 all time, 4.01 ERA now after this loss. Five earned runs allowed that matched his total from his last five starts in Baltimore. He had been pitching his very best did not exactly step out on the good foot as a Red Sox. And the Red Sox pitching staff now overall, 4.64 ERA. That is 17th in Major League Baseball. There was some tough luck in this game, and it was a close game until the end. Uh, J.D. Martinez hit four line drives, and this game went over four. Michael Chavis did have one hit. None of them, uh, well, the hit itself, none of the at-bats ending up with a home run. But he's got 16 of those. That's the most of any American League rookie. 52 runs batted in as number one among rookies. But you know what? He's hitting 258. That's five points above the AL average. He's striking out a ton, so there's still some work to do there. He is one of only six Red Sox ever to hit more than 15 home runs in a debut season. We'll invoke Ted Williams' name again. He strolled in in 1939 and had 31 right away. Boomer Scott had 27 his first year. Tony Canigliaro, some of you might know, had 24. Ellis Burks showed up with 20 in 1987. So those are some of the other guys on the list. Uh, Not a great night at the plate for Devers, but he was due for an off night. The guy is slugging 800 
in his last 14 games. He's already tied his career high and runs batted in with 66. But not a lot of hitting in this one, really, other than Xander and Mookie. And any chances the Sox had of rallying late were dashed when Heath Hembry and Ryan Weber combined to give up four runs in the top of the ninth. Hembry had had an ERA of under one over the last two and a half months, but just did not have it. The velocity was down Tuesday night. Three runs charged to him. He got nobody out in this one, so his ERA ballooned back up to 3.4. And by the way, if you haven't heard this one, Ryan Brazier is back in AAA now, trying to get his stuff back together. The young flamethrower Darwin's and Hernandez summoned for his third trip to Boston. And the hope is Brazier gets out the iron, smooths things out ASAP. Uh, he was supposed to be a major part of things this year. Actually still leads the team in saves right now, but uh, he will be bragging about that as a Pawtucket Red Sox. 10-4 final, and Alex Cora meeting the media after the game, trying to put a happy face on it, but this was just not a keeper of a ball game. Um, you know, we didn't keep the ball in the ballpark, and that's very important. Uh, the change up to, to Oscar, he got to it, then the breaking ball to smoke after we came back. Uh, made some adjustment throughout the, the the outing, but I think you know the changeup wasn't a, as effective as before. And they made some adjustments, and they stay on it and put good swings on it. Overall, you know, how surprising is the the continued struggles of the pitching staff from top to bottom? <clears throat> you know, we were talking about it. It, it seems like. Obviously, there's other teams that have swung the bat well against us, but it seems like they're they're putting good at bats. You know, uh, guys that are not having great years are putting good at bats against us. You know, you, you look at the numbers and not not average, but the other stuff. You know, and it's like you know it's surprising. You know, uh, so we we just you know, seems like we don't execute, and when when we don't, they take advantage of it. Either off speed pitches or fastballs. Spoiling pitches, you know, from from day one against us, it's been, you know, they've been, you know, they they've been all over us, you know. Uh, regardless of the result of the game, they're, they're like it's good at bats after good at bats. Uh, you know, we can be up eight nothing, and and they keep fighting it, or they can add on like tonight. You know, it's it's something that. I know they're better offensively. You know, there's some guys over there that uh, have made some adjustments in the minor leagues and had get, got here. The other guys that, you know, they got called up, you know, and uh, they, they control the strike zone and, and put quality of bats. But it's, it's kind of like, you know, either, you know, we have to make adjustments with them. It's, it's something that, you know, it has, it has to start tomorrow because uh, the at-bats are, are great since they won. Now, what was your impressions of Darwinson kind of in his in that new role. Yeah, that was good. I mean, throws and sliders, uh, good fastball. Uh, you know, it's, it's something, there's it, a spot there that we got to keep the game uh, uh, two runs because we feel we can score runs. We we can do it. Uh, you have some, some, some good fastballs up in the zone. The slider was good in the beginning. Um, you know, he walked smoke, but then he made some pitches against Dale Oscar, so it was a, a good first day for him. Was the sixth inning particularly frustrating? Top of the sixth for them to get those two runs right back, given given that you guys seemed like you. Yeah, I mean they, the they hit the home run, and uh, then Galvis got the hit. JT does a good job, but uh, makes a good pitch against the Oscar, and we we got him out, and we throw the ball away, um, <clears throat> and then the wild pitch. It's just you know um, they have to earn it, and and 
we, we just give it to them. You know, the home run, okay, whatever. We, we turn the page and we have men at first with one out and we're not able to, to hold the score right there. And it's, it's frustrating in a sense that, you know, you, you come back and we had traffic, you know, we, we get back to the game and that happens. And the way it happens, the second round, that's kind of like, oof, you know, that, that's a tough one. But then after that, we put good at bats. We, we had men on and we, we didn't get the big hit. Big hit. Uh, Henry's velocity was down again tonight. Uh, is he all right physically, or is there any level of concern? Yeah, we were just talking about it. Uh, it seems like he's not been able to throw the fastball up either. And uh, we'll, we'll check with him to see how he feels. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that velocity is down, and also the location is not where we're use, where usually it is. Um, the decision to hit Travis for Holt, is that... Mainly just because that's going to be Travis's role, trying to hit against and the guy on the mound. Yeah, that's a tough guy right there, and uh, we feel that it's a good matchup. You know, he gets to count to two zero and then takes a pitch, um, followed up some pitches, and you know he got the slider there. But uh, you know he worked his <clears throat> the count to his advantage, and he wasn't able to pull the trigger on the two zero count. But I, I feel like there's going to be certain matchups that will go with him. Uh, you know, we got Marco after that. They only have one lefty. We feel comfortable with Marco late in games too against any righties. You saw the at-bat. So uh, there's certain days that we'll, we'll stay with Brock or Marco if he's starting, but others, you know, in that situation, first and third, two outs with that guy, yeah, we'll go with Travis. All right, so there's what you got from the skipper. Thought you'd like to hear from Kashner, too. We don't have a lot of tape from Andrew Kashner. Obviously, he was disappointed with how it went. Been a lot of that going around in the Red Sox rotation. When you think about it, you know, they've solidified things. If Kashner is who we think he is, Okay, you got your number five starter. And with Eduardo Rodriguez, you got your number four starter. But you're one, two, and three. I'll give you prices. Your number two starter is fine. But you still got problems at one and three because Sale is not Sale and Porcello is not Porcello. But Kashner, uh, anyway, here's what he had to say after his effort. Didn't really command my speed very well. Um, didn't really do a lot of things well, but I felt like it kept us in the game. It, you know, it wasn't very good, you know, especially after uh, we scored those runs and tie the game back up and give up with the leadoff homer. Uh, I'd say it was probably the toughest blow of the game. You faced these guys a few times this year, but it, it seems like in the success you had against them previously, they made some adjustments. Did it look like that from you on the mound as well? Yeah, I think they made some adjustments, but I also had a long layoff, so it's like I just felt like I was more rusty than anything. I don't feel like I committed my fastball like I normally do. Was do you mostly attribute it to the layoff? Do you think that it was like, was it partly like adrenaline of, you know, new, different environment? Uh, I mean, it's still the same game for me. It's just, uh, you know, I think it was just more rusty. I was out of my routine. I'm looking forward to get back in the routine this week. Um, but I think the, the, I felt like they did make an adjustment on me. So, but that's what good teams do. How would you characterize, you know, the experience, like, you know, setting aside results right like you know just experience going to Fenway Park warming up in the home bullpen yeah it's great I mean uh, fans have been great to me so far since I've been here um, I mean it's a great hitting team so I feel like if you can keep the game close I mean you got a chance every night all right there he is the former TCU Horned Frog first time we've had a chance to hear him and he will get another opportunity coming up on this next road trip we'll get a lot more opportunities he is in this rotation for good coming up Wednesday it's Eduardo Rodriguez who had 10 strikeouts last time out in seven innings of work, gave up just a run. That was against the Dodgers. I mean, that was really good stuff. And the Sox are now 10-0 and this year when Erod pitches at least six innings. For his career, that number is 32-4. and He's getting all kinds of run support this year. 
about 7.6 runs a game, I think it is. And that's the most of any pitcher in the major leagues. Last nine starts, 6-1, 3.44 ERA. So you match that up against Aaron Sanchez. What has happened to Aaron Sanchez for Toronto? 3-13, and 6.22, 58 walks already, a whip of 1.8. If you can't beat Sanchez with this lineup at Fenway, it may be time to take a knee. And the Sox have won 14 of Erod's last 17 starts. So on paper, you bet the farm on Boston. But the way this season's been going... I would not advise that unless you really hate farming and you're looking for a pivot anyway. So, uh, again, sorry it's not a better podcast news-wise, but I hope you were entertained. It was a 10-4 final on Mookie Betts' bobblehead night. The Mookster came through with three hits, but the pitching staff was just not good. Hopefully, Erod has the good stuff on Wednesday night. Time to get going. Literally, I got to go. I'm Josh. See ya. Bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.